This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart you can finally start to live your truthiest life. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. Recently, I put out a question box on Instagram, and I asked you all what advice I can give you. So rather than those ask me anything where you ask me anything about my life, I thought, you know, I want to be of service a little bit, and I want to hear what you think I can help you with. Because if there's one thing I'm comfortable doing... It is reflecting on my own life experience and really thinking about what helped me, what I wish I knew, or maybe just reframing things that I could have needed help reframing during difficult times of my life. So I separated these questions into different categories, and there was a ton on relationships, specifically from people who are trying to find them. And I thought it was interesting that I got these questions, given that most of my audience has probably been with me or witnessed my life in this last six, seven years of being in a relationship with Evan, my husband now, but we went from boyfriend to fiance to husband over the last six, seven years. And nonetheless, I got a lot of questions from single people and I'm so glad that I did. And I'm honored that I got these questions because I'm 33 years old. The last seven years are clearly marked by a relationship, but I feel like everything before then, which I've had many significant others or partners, but those single times in my life were the most shaping, the most important years of my life. And I have tons of single friends. And throughout the years, I've always really 
examined and felt like I did single life a little bit differently than a lot of people. Doesn't mean that I was always content when I was single or not wanting a relationship or didn't have the same fears that many people have about, you know, that clock feeling like it's ticking or finding the right person or feeling like there's no one out there for me. But at least my memory tells me that I did enjoy the single times of my life doesn't mean they weren't hard and um, often also marked with sadness, but I do feel like they were the most profound times of my life in really learning to like myself, love myself, feel confident within my body, feel confident showing up as me. And I just want to say, if you are single and listening to this, this is an incredible time of your life. And and if you want to stay single, that's a whole other thing and totally fine. But I guess I am speaking to the people who submitted comments that are looking for a relationship. And I just want to be the voice of reason to say what a wonderful time of your life this is if you allow it to be. Enjoy it, soak it up, and recognize that even by enjoying it and soaking up, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have those hard moments, thoughts, hard times all within, but they're going to help you cultivate and become the person you need to be so that when you step into a relationship, when the time is right, you are showing up with such a strong foundation of who you want to be, what you want in life that you don't get shaken. So the first question I got was how to find a partner who wants to be with you and loves you. I keep picking the wrong people. So obviously I don't know the exact context of this person's life, but I think it's a really good exercise to start thinking about what sort of things are you looking for when you are picking that these people that are coming out wrong, do you have a checklist of how you think that they should be, whether they look a certain way or have a certain amount of money or maybe an age group? And I would ask you to really look at what confines you're living within. One thing that I think was a little bit unique to me in my dating time was that I had a lot less rules and structure about who I would go out with compared to many of my friends. Um, I used the apps for a little bit and I would set the age ranges much higher than me where most of my friends weren't comfortable in that range. And I just thought, I want to see who's out there. And I would say yes to people that even though they might not have been the most attractive to me, I thought, Hey, maybe we're going to have a good time together. And I'd really disrupted, I feel like, a lot of what my friend's high standards were. Doesn't mean I don't have high standards of who I want to end up with. And high standards to me just means doesn't mean I'm going to settle for anybody. It needs to be a great fit for me. But in meeting somebody, allow yourself to open that, that gate a little bit wider. Meet more people and see what happens after that. Because I think the most important thing in a partner which this may shock all of you, is going to be how your nervous system responds to them. And that is something that you may not have ever paid attention to before. So how do you feel calm-wise, peaceful-wise, safety-wise when you're around this person? And that has nothing to do with their looks, their finances, their, their anything. You know, there's, there's just your body responds to another body's energy before you even realize it. 
And if there's that chemistry there that allows your shoulders to soften and you to laugh and fully laugh, you know, not laugh in a way that even looks cute, like really the full belly laugh around somebody, especially in the beginning, I think it's a really good clue that you are looking in the right direction and all the things that, you know, your checklist that you went into then at that point sort of starts to just kind of fade away. So how to find a partner who wants to be with you and love you, I think means really moving away from that list of things that we think that they have to have and means really looking at yourself to say, what am I looking for when I'm picking these people? Because you're missing what you really need. Because when your nervous system, I believe, feels good with somebody else's nervous system, their nervous system feels good with you. And you're not going to be begging for the love because you feel really good together. And then the second piece of advice, which maybe I should have said first, would be to spend time right now working on you. Like what are your own grass right now? Spend time doing the things that build you up, that make you feel the most you, you. And you may feel like that's a waste of time when you need to be picking somebody. That was the word that this person used, but you will attract people towards you when you are comfortable in your own skin, being by yourself. And therefore there won't be the picking of the people. It's going to find you because you are vibrating at a different energy that other people naturally want to be around. And sorry if that's a little bit abstract or out there for some of you or not tangible advice, but those are the the two best pieces of information I feel like I can offer you based on reflecting where I was when I met Evan and my, my husband and what he doesn't mean it doesn't drive me crazy, but his effect on my nervous system, especially when I need him most. And I'll also say that when I met Evan, I was about seven months out of a very bad breakup. And there was a long period of time where I was a hot mess of a situation. And by the time I met Evan, I had gone on so many dates and I didn't really think I was going to like him. And there's so many things that, that don't make him the perfect partner for me. And yet it works. And I remember our first date together, wanting to see him again, the second date and not thinking so much about him. I I had a wine tour the next day. It was my best friend's birthday and being like, Hey, you want to come? And he's actually said no. But the point of that is, is that like, I wasn't afraid to ask him to come to something the next day, even though we just saw each other and it was our second date. And it wasn't because I liked him so much. It was just, oh, I enjoy being around him. I want to be around him more. And I wasn't making it so serious. And we ended up seeing each other that next evening, believe it or not. But I think there's something, you know, that women may be afraid to uh, take the lead. I wouldn't say I'm a huge, like, take the lead person, not because you shouldn't be, just by nature. I feel like that just isn't so me. But asking him to come hang out with me the next day certainly is more forward than I think a lot of females are. And I didn't overthink it. It just, I had fun with him one night and I wanted to, you know, continue the fun and spending time with him. So I think that's just a good reminder. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot And it brings me to the next question, which is, I'm having a hard time meeting someone. Do you have any advice? So going back to what I just said, I think it's really important to bring back the fun and remove the pressure that you feel. A lot easier said than done, but I always loved first dates. I I miss first dates, actually, because I always thought that they were really fun. Meanwhile, a lot of my friends hated first dates and dreaded them and came home miserable. Now, does that mean that I left every first date thinking that I had found marriage material? Absolutely not. There were more times than not where it was a dead end with the person, and I knew that immediately. However, going on a date is fun. I love food, first of all, or getting a drink back in the day. And I thought, oh, what a fun hour to spend getting to know somebody. Obviously, I love hosting a podcast and getting to know people. And it was kind of just a way to do that and to to have a nice hour out. So I think remove the pressure of this date needs to go somewhere just because I put on a dress or I put on makeup. You do that for you. You do that because getting out of the house and meeting people is a fun activity. Don't expect every single one of those dates to turn into something and don't walk away from any of all those dates thinking, oh, it didn't work out. That was a waste of time. I also want you to bring your own feelings into the date. I think a lot of women walk away from dates thinking, oh, he didn't like me without actually considering, did you like him (laughs) or her or, you know, whatever your sexual or, or romantic preference is. I apologize for being a bit traditional in this podcast, 
just kind of thinking of my own experiences. And then sometimes when I ask my friends, you know, oh, did you like him? And they're like, no, not really. I'm like, then why do you care if he never calls again, right? So our ego gets a little bit involved when we go on dates. And I want you to take a moment to say, was that fun? Yes or no. And it can be fun and you still don't like the person or want to continue seeing them again, but you're allowed to have fun and the date go nowhere. And you're also allowed to not like the person and then move on with your life if they don't call. And if they do call and you don't like them, there's also a chance to say, oh, do I want to give them a second try? There's something that maybe could be cultivated over time. Put yourself out there. Say yes more than you say no. Like I said, with meeting my husband, Evan, I was dating a lot before him. And by the time he asked me out, I was kind of like, "Ugh, I don't want to go out on another date. But I said yes. And I met him. And Obviously, that worked out well for the time being, at least, hopefully longer than the time being. But don't make it so serious, you know, get out there, have fun, and also know that there's plenty of ways to meet people. Like I said earlier, when you work on you, you're going to attract other people. And that means when you're working on you and you're putting out that high vibration, people naturally gravitate towards you. Take yourself out for meals. When you go out for coffee, look up, get off of your phone, and you will notice that people want to talk to you. So there's just so many people, so many ways to meet people. I know the pandemic has certainly made it much harder and I can't speak completely to that experience, but hopefully as the world opens back up a little bit, some of this becomes a little bit more relevant. Next question was how to enjoy single life when everyone around you is falling into coupling. That is that is hard, right? Especially as we get older and people are falling into coupling or marriage or kids and we feel like we are falling behind. That can be really, really hard. And I think it's important to, first of all, spend time with your friends, not just as couples. So asking your your friends to still hang out with you or go to dinner without their significant other is a totally fun thing to do. And second of all, I think that if you're noticing that feeling, I want you to just notice it and recognize that being signal is a great time to romanticize yourself. So taking yourself to meals or um, coffee dates even and recognize that you can have a little bit of fun and intimacy even with yourself. And plenty of people, by the way, the couples, you know, will tell you, oh, I miss being single because there's something fun about that time of your life when you can be spontaneous, when you don't have to, you know, worry about what other person is doing or thinking. So I know that it can feel hard, but there's also a lot of enjoyment that can be found in single life. And the one thing I also want to say about this is that I think that we are conditioned to believe that if we are alone, we must be lonely. And I've talked about this over the years a ton, but I want you to ask yourself in moments when you're alone, do I feel lonely right now? Because there's plenty of times when you are alone that you don't feel lonely, that you feel fully fulfilled. And that's what can happen. And you could feel really full if you are working on your relationship to self and that doesn't mean that you won't also experience loneliness, but I think it's important to not fall trapped to, oh, I'm alone, so I'm lonely. And really ask yourself, yes, I'm alone, but am I lonely? So that you are properly filling the voids in your life and not just falling into the fear mode of being alone. So again, just want to acknowledge that it can be really hard when all of your friends are coupling up. And that doesn't mean that you know, you're falling behind or that you're lacking in anything, but maybe just see it as an opportunity to spend some quality time with yourself 
recognizing that there will be periods of loneliness, but not every period of being alone means that you are lonely. Advice for being in a relationship with someone who works crazy, crazy hours. So I think I did a whole episode on this, so I won't go into it too detailed, but it's gotten harder in my pregnancy as my needs went up and life kind of changed. But I think you really need to make sure that who you're marrying is able to fulfill your needs. I have always known who I was marrying. I've always known that Evan's hours would be crazy. Granted, it's been a little bit crazier lately than ever, as well as different from my own expectations, as well as my own needs. However, if you are somebody that needs somebody home at five o'clock, then you need to be upfront about that. And perhaps this isn't the best partner for you. For me, I grew up with a dad that always worked and I also have my own business. So my hours can be kind of like crazy and I'm, I'm busy. And I also like being alone for a certain period of time during the day. So up until, you know, this pregnancy, when my needs kind of changed, Evan's hours got even crazier. It worked for me. And I, that doesn't mean that it works for everybody. So it's important to really recognize what you need in a partner before signing up for that. If you are okay signing up for that, it's still hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. And it's really important that the time you spend together is valuable and it is cherished. And that does not mean that you don't fight during it. In fact, I'd say it's, it's hard for us to not get into arguments when we are together because we're together for such a small amount of time that we're not in our flow. We haven't been communicating as much. We have pressure to make that time together really fantastic. And then before we know it, we are in some sort of an argument. I think that communicating and taking steps backwards in those moments are really key. Even this morning, you know, Evan and I had a conversation and we got into it a little bit and I had to kind of back up and say, okay, you know what? Yesterday I felt like I wasn't heard during this conversation and in this moment that we had together today, which was brief, it was almost like, don't bring it up. Don't bring up the past. Just get over it. That's what my one side of my brain was saying. But then the other one was like, wait a second, I actually need this corrected so that moving forward, there is a lightness back to our relationship. So you need to feel comfortable communicating your needs, the things that hurt you and having hard conversations, even if there is that limited amount of time. But it's hard, right? And, and, and I think that, that, that feeling appreciated is really key for me when Evan comes home and he says, I'm so sorry. I've been telling him that I, I don't want him to feel sorry. Him feeling sorry doesn't do anything for me. That makes me feel bad that he feels bad. And then we're just in the cycle of feeling bad. And so I'll tell him, I appreciate that you want to be home more, but would be more meaningful to me would just say, if you said, thanks for waiting up for me, or thanks for making me dinner, or I appreciate that you understand how demanding it's been lately. I'm going to really try to make it better. So again, voicing what you need. If you don't want, I don't believe that you're going to want a partner to feel guilty, but you are going to want a partner that makes you feel seen. And how can you achieve that? And I think that comes through language 
and supporting each other in other ways. Advice for somebody with works crazy hours is to really examine your own needs of what you need. Communicate really well. Don't be afraid of hard conversations. Recognize that the time you spend together is going to be probably choppy sometimes because you don't have that time to get yourself into a nice flow and continue to refine your life together. It's hard. You know, you need to you need to put boundaries in place to protect the limited time that you do have together. So that means you can't be as available for the outside world, or at least in our case, than like we used to be, you know, calling our friends, having, making plans with even our family, because that limited time together is so limited that we need our focus, our batteries recharging on just us, at least for right now in the season of life that we are in. So your life is going to look different than mine, but those are some things that are really helpful for us. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Should you tell a guy friend you love him even though he told you that he doesn't feel that way? So I feel like if he's already told you that he doesn't feel that way, laboring the point on will only disrupt your friendship further. So if he's already told you that he doesn't have feelings for you, I think instead of telling him that you love him, it might be a time for you to step back from that friendship until you can get some clarity around your own feelings or really figure out what it is about him that you love. I think love is oftentimes more reciprocal than it is not because you are getting that safety that I talked about 
earlier. You know, you feel good around each other. But if there's something that you love about him, I would ask you to really ask yourself what that is that you love and why are you being pulled towards him without it being reciprocated? Because that could be maybe more of a feeling of lust or a chase maybe that you're used to kind of going after and examine that a little bit more clearly. If he's already kind of said, you know, this, I don't have feelings for you and you're positive that you have romantic feelings for him, I'm going to ask you to protect yourself and not spend time chasing that squirrel <laughs> that is trying to get away from you. I don't know why I said squirrel, but I couldn't think of a better metaphor in the moment. So here we are. How to break up with somebody. Great question. And it's something I had to do one time. I think it's not necessarily thinking about how to break up with someone, but why you're breaking up with them. So for me in my relationship where I broke up with somebody, we had a really loving relationship, a great friendship, and yet there was something that was missing. And what ultimately allowed me to break up with this person, despite a lot of things being right on paper and in reality as well, was that I loved him so much as a person that I felt like I was doing him a disservice. So yes, I broke up with him, but I broke up with him for him. That was my, not my motivator, but the, the push that I needed to say, you need to do this because he deserves somebody that's going to give him things that I couldn't give him emotionally and, you know, be on his page in that way. And I think if you are in a relationship, if you have to ask how to break up with somebody, you know, it does show that you care about them, that you can't just do it. But bringing their feelings to the forefront might be something that you hadn't considered. How is you lingering impacting them? How is it not fair to them? What sort of relationship could they be having with somebody else if you were to be able to give them what they need? So I don't know if that's helpful for you, but for me in that moment, it, it really was. I also knew it wasn't right for me, but I really didn't want to hold him back in any way. And I wanted him to have the love that he deserves, which by the way, he has, he has a beautiful baby as well and a relationship that really fits him much better than, than I could. And the one time after that, that I was broken up with dumped, I felt that my partner also gave that to me, you know, being on the other side of it. I remember him dumping me and saying, go find somebody that better fits your life, is closer in age to you, doesn't have kids. And at the time, all I wanted to be with him and his life and everything. But what he gave me was the life that I truly needed. And I think we don't realize, you know, we think of being as breakups as only being negative, but they really can pivot us into the next stage of our life that we don't know that we need. It's so hard to see what else is out there when the only thing we know is what is in front of us. Next question was how to get over jealousy of other women. I have never been a particularly jealous person of other women or jealousy in general isn't an emotion that I find myself with. Maybe when I was younger, I had it, but I would ask you to notice that feeling. Notice when you feel jealous and ask yourself, what are you actually jealous of? I think a lot of times we're jealous of a non-reality, meaning we construe that somebody's life is better than ours because they're prettier than us or because they have nicer clothes than us or whatever. And I would ask you to really just dive deeper and just say, what is it that you're actually jealous of? 
And what in your life do you think that person may be jealous of you for having? And really take a deeper dive into what jealousy actually is. And then I'd ask you to consider how it makes you feel when you are jealous. I don't like that feeling at all because jealousy and and envy are very different, right? Jealousy is we want to take something from somebody else so that we have it, or we believe that because they have it, we cannot have it. And that's not how I operate. I've told this story a bunch of times, but I remember my dad once teaching me a lesson about the world and seeing it as a a pizza pie. And just because one person gets a piece doesn't mean that there is less pieces for us. Instead, there's just a bigger pie. So there's always slices to go around. And I think jealousy is our mind forgetting that. It's us thinking that there's a one pie of pizza and one person getting a slice is us losing a slice. And that's failing to consider the size of the pie, right? Really failing to consider the fact that the pie is infinite. Thirdly, when it comes to jealousy, want you to ask yourself, why do you feel that you're not entitled to the, that life that you see another person having? Going back to that pizza pie thing, why do you feel that just because this woman has this slice of pizza doesn't mean you can't have it either? What limitations are you putting on yourself mentally? So I don't, again, I don't experience a lot of jealousy. I can't even remember the last time that I did. I would ask you to really just notice that feeling. What are you jealous of? How does it make you feel? Do you like feeling that way? Like what sort of action does it put you into? What sort of mindset does it put you into? And why do you feel like you're not entitled to that life? So expand out, expand out and take what is yours, which is anything that you want and befriend women. Women are amazing. We can help each other so much. We have been trained to to not help each other out, but there's, I mean, my female friendships are everything to me and I wish success upon my best friends who are dietitians. I wish success upon, you know, I know this is outside the context of a relationship, but I wish success for every female. And when you truly believe that everyone can be successful and you can too, we all rise up together. How to deal with falling behind. I'm going to answer that in one simple sentence. There's no such thing. You are perfectly on time, exactly where you need to be. Take a deep breath, recenter, focus on yourself, and you will be perfect. Dealing with in-laws and partner's family. That was the next question in the relationship section. And the last one. In-laws, partner's family, it's tough, right? It's not your family. Oftentimes it comes with um, challenges in many ways. For me and Evan's family, we're very open that the first couple of years were actually really hard. For one, we were pretty much living with Evan's parents in the beginning. And Evan's mom and I live our lives differently. And I think for a long time, we tried to change each other. We're frustrated that the other person wasn't more blah, blah, blah. And it took time for us to realize and respect each other's differences. And I think when it comes to your in-laws, there's a level of respect that you'd need to always you know, pay them. They're not your friend. They're not your sister or brother-in-laws who may be in similar age to you. They are of a different generation. So I think it's important to be respectful, but also accept who they are sometimes, which might not be everything perfect in what you look for in a friendship, right? We don't need that in them. Nonetheless, they may be able to offer us lots of insight and wisdom and help in other ways because they've experienced life 
first of all, with your significant other in it. And they've also experienced life for a longer amount of time. So maybe consider what you get out of the relationship as well as being different. I know that some people are best friends with their in-laws. Some people hate their in-laws. I think it's important to have a relationship with your in-laws if they're in your partner's life. And whatever that looks like for you needs to feel really good. And maybe it it doesn't look like what your friend's relationship looks like with their in-laws. That's okay. But can you have your own relationship with them and recognize that it does take time, I think, for everybody to kind of get to know each other in a way that says, okay, maybe you're not who I would have picked for my son, but you make, or I'm just giving the example of of Evan, and this is not something his parents would say, but maybe you were not um, who we would pick for our son, but you do make him happy in so many ways that we couldn't have ever imagined. And as long as he's happy, we're happy. Again, I have a really great relationship with my in-laws at this point, but that was not only the case. One other thing, a piece of advice would be to communicate. Um, Really having those hard conversations with your in-laws, as long as the relationship is established, that you have certain needs or it makes you feel a certain way when they do or say certain things. I think those things are important and it only makes the relationship stronger. I know that by communicating some of those things with my in-laws, you know, they then communicate with me what they need. And then we're both just being real with each other and we're, we're meeting each other where we're at rather than dancing around the other person or, you know, kind of just how it, how it can get in, in family dynamics. So after seven years, you know, I could happily say that I do love my in-laws. I accept who they are and I think they accept who I am. And we're constantly refining our approach to each other because we all want to be in this life together. They're going to be the grandparents of my children. You don't always get to choose who your child marries and you also don't get to choose your in-laws. But a lot of times you have more in common than you believe and you it's harder to find than the differences that seem so obvious. So give it time, give it patience, be compassionate, be kind, and recognize that relationships come in all different shapes, sizes, and forms, and there's no one right way to do it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode on relationships. I hope you got something out of it, whether you're single or in a relationship or somewhere in between. Hope you all have a great week, and I will see you on the next episode. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.